All right, guys, we're back. We are live at Wildcat Off-Road Park in East Bernstadt, Kentucky. I'm here with Dan Carter, and we got Wild Wyatt Wilson here with us today. Let's get started. All right, Dan what's Carter, happening? what's up? What's going on, guys? Wyatt Wilson has graced us with his presence. Wyatt in the house. Where have you been, sir? Um, I guess you could say hiding, but, I mean, just working. Working my butt off, man, trying to pay for all this off-road uh, racing that we got to get into the rest of the year. So, Well, we've not seen you much. Uh, what we run into, you come to, uh, we went to the Parts Unlimited show in louisville was that fe uh, first of february last of january and, right. and you come up and, and and we all got to hang out a little bit but other than that i hadn't seen you guys in a while yeah and i think what your last race was it at wildcat no or your last race no my or your, last you, race was at hawk, hawk pride okay or the, actually it was bikini bottoms that's right that's was, right I yeah cra i crashed pretty hard on the second hill at, at uh hawk pride, hawk pride. That's right. Rebuilt Took, the car. And, and myself. Yeah. <laughs> I needed a little bit of recuperation after that. And uh, so, yeah, 859 got the got the uh, big bouncer back together and the shocks put on it in the front. And, uh, yeah, just uh, we took a little bit of time to kind of uh, just gather myself. And then uh, this year's been pretty pretty hectic with work. I had a lot of work. seemed like that uh, overflew, overflowed from last year. Right. We didn't get uh, finished up before the weather got bad. And we're still working on trying to get some of those septics completed and just uh it's just a lot of work that's uh that needs to happen before some of these other things that can happen in our lives so. right so for everybody that doesn't know what what actually do you do to afford the hobby yeah i've got a, a small excavation company um where we can pretty much do from uh site the first beginning part of the site preparation or you right. know take it from whatever you need for home construction or commercial or whatever you whatever you would actually need right uh we do a lot of it do a lot of septics um you know just i, I got utilities. a barn need, i got a barn needs to tore down friend oh yeah we can do that yeah we can we we're you know tearing stuff down <laughs> pretty much naturally if you've ever watched me race i can tear up yeah anything. you're pretty good at that yeah 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 yeah. how do we how do you think i perfected that you well, know it's, it's kind of hard to get off of that since when you really start you just do that for a living is break stuff right you need, you need to quit hang, you quit hanging around Dan. Well, um, so I like Dan, and we have a good time together, so we may rub off on each other incorrectly, if that is a thing. Um, I've but, got a red buggy there at the shop that, that oh says man. you guys got to quit hanging out. Yeah. Well, hey, before that, I guess we need to get your barn down. Before <laughs> yeah, yeah let's, <laughs> let's turn the fucking barn down. First of all, I would like to state that I wasn't there at finals when all of that happened, so well, it's hard to blame that on he me. He had to fill the void for you mm. since you wasn't there. Yeah, the last time I was out there, it didn't go so well for me either. The drive shaft came off uh, going up Cialis, and it was at BMR. I mean, there's like 14,000 people there. I mean, what do you do? Just pull off, or you try to go up the other hills in two-wheel drive and yeah, we made the wrong decision. Disney's hard on stuff. Well, when you got a bunch of people there, you don't want to look like a sissy and just pull off either. So yeah, I told Dan after uh, finals, I was never going to look at a hill again. 
I was convinced that we couldn't climb that. The 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 hill he flipped off of at finals. I was convinced there was nobody going up it. Right. And I was really surprised that people actually got up it. Like we were trying to find cheater lines. I was trying to get him to hit the flag on purpose. I mean, I I, I completely understand where you're coming from there. You know, when we always say, "Oh, you know, it never shows up on camera." Those hills, like the the one that Bobby climbed, kind of to the left of Viagra yeah. and stuff. Those hills kind of do actually. You they they kind of look like that they are serious hills in on camera and that's pretty rare so you know if they do look that steep and that that tough that they are we were trying to find i was trying to find loopholes in the rules (laughs) to like i was i was like hitting clyde up like hey if we go up um viagra come back across and hit the flag (laughs) and then get back in line like what what is it He's like, well, that's a 30-second penalty. I was like, fuck, do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'll take it. <laughs> if we can just accomplish the finish line, <laughs> yeah, yeah. whatever it takes to get us there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm it, with you. Yeah. Sometimes I just wish there was no flags and we just had a general direction. I'm, I'm real, I did much better when it was just like you come out of the gate, you take a right, and you climb some insane ledge. Then right. To go up, take seven lefts four more right here's the start line go around the tree back down behind the camper here's the start line there's the finish line figure it out right yeah i can do that yeah. i mean give me a big wide area to hit it and try to just give you a, the fastest person back down here to the bottom but man it's tough tomorrow the hills are it's a course it's like a marathon it's not a sprint anymore for me so it's uh but i think to be fair to to the the series directors and things like that there's only so many parks we can go to there's only so many hills we can run they got to do something to keep it interesting not only for us but for the people because i think we run into that at uh, at at windrock you know windrock always has really good crowds but we run those same hills forever yeah i would agree with and that. i noticed there towards the end attendance was starting to wane just a little bit but when we moved around to the back it picked back up again but visibility is so good on the front side i know right. and visibility is kind of tough on the back side for the crowd and that's I've, what that's I've, the only thing i hate there i've harped on it i don't know probably every time anybody brings up windrock finals uh, it'd be, finals it'd be great to get um it'd be great to get some some other excavation work done on the front side of that to give you some more room down there i mean by the time you cram all our race cars in down there I mean, there's not a lot of room left for people unless they're stuffed into the trees and kind of up the other backside of the hill. So it's just tough. I think we could do finals there and do uh, one set of, on on Friday, do the backside. Mm-hmm. Saturday, do the old hills. And you've got four unique runs on four unique settings. I, I Finals. I, if I it's like anywhere else, I think that's yeah. perfect. I like that idea. Yeah, I mean, the the front side of those hills, I mean, you don't know how serious they can get, especially Gnarly. if there's no stumps being cleared or that kind of stuff. I mean, that that is a great place to be as far as for vendors and stuff. It's it's It just fits for what we do really good. It's uh, it's it's just a good all-around place, and I know people probably think I'm a homer on that deal because it is close to home for me, but I just – that and Bikini Bottoms, I like Bikini Bottoms for finals. I was fine with that. Yeah. Uh, I liked – Windrock for finals. I don't know. Outside of those two parks, it's kind of hit and miss for me. Yeah, there's a couple of parks that I've still not been to, like uh, Chakalaka or whatever. I want to go down there. And I've never been there. I, I want to go down there and do the uh, boat ramp thing. And, and uh, there's a couple of parks that I still haven't got to go to. Um, 
Now, and that would be cool to at least go to all of them before I say which ones I like and don't like or which ones are the best. But I, I agree, Bikini Bottoms is a is a great spot to have finals. I want to I want to get to Cable Hill one day. I've I've yet to see that in person. Hundred percent. I mean, I'd love to have a big car that was very competitive. They done a point. deal uh, last year or the year before at Cable Hill. They got a bunch of and they may have done one this winter. This they, year, yeah, they did. They this do year. one about every winter. They get a bunch of the big rock bouncers and go beat on Cable Hill. I think we need to fall into that. Right. Yeah. That would be awesome. Next year. So the the park, from what I understand, is rentable, but the owner does not allow UTVs to come to the park just because, from what I understand, the last times that the park was open to the public, the UTV guys were down. Of course, all that's mining area, mining land. Some of the UTVs were on the mining portion of the park. And which is a big no-no and then it got to where okay they're just going to rent the park out for mm. special events only private parties which you know could still you know i feel like a series could still go there and run utv classes but it would it would have to be a, a you know governed event to where well, people wouldn't be wandering I where they're, they're i don't not even care so much about going and racing yeah. I just think we should we could fall in with the rock bouncer, the the trail rider. You know, whenever right. they do that once a year, just go. I agree, hundred percent. Just go do it. Right. It's well, just, it's just nice to have enough of enough people there, especially yeah. if you're in big cars or whatever you're in to be able to get you back over. Because I've run into that a lot of yeah. times too. I'd like to go even to come down here to Wildcat. It'd be nice to. I wanted to bring my my big car down here and uh, and just get a little shock tuning in and stuff and right you know well, he, if you don't have a machine here to flip you back over i mean it takes several people or you know a couple of machines with the winches or something to get you back over well right? we, we were talking to uh jason who bought tyrant mm -hmm. and he come here and done some testing and he got out over here and about burnt the damn thing oh because there wasn't anybody over here I, mean, I wasn't here, but, but I mean, it, it caught on fire, and, and it could have been, I mean, it was pretty bad, I reckon, but it could have been a whole lot worse, because who knows, you know, Yeah. nobody here and him trying to practice racing. Right. It's kind of sketchy. You need to go in a group. Oh, yeah. And I've been here before, and uh, trying to do some stuff with the, the small buggy, and just trying to get a little bit of uh, just comfortability over here on some of these hills. And really, there's not a whole, even on the weekend, there's not a whole lot of people over here in this race area because there's nothing else really around no, it. It's you know, it's good. all over on the other side of the park or it's it's just not over here where our race hills are. So, I mean, you might run into a couple of people over here that if they hear you over here, they'll come over here and watch you. But it's not like a large group of people that could help you when something went wrong. Right. That's, that's one reason that we're really afraid to ride at home by ourselves. Just like you said, shock tuning, whatever, getting a little bit of seat time you're out there by yourself or you've got a buddy well you know what what good's the buddy gonna do when you're on your roof can't get out of the car you know yeah. so i mean it it is good to ride with groups if, if you're wanting to do some stuff like that but it's like all about being around people you can trust but yeah i totally get that well and terry was was uh really accommodating down here at wildcat i mean he was he okayed it with you know his partner that runs the show down here and and it was going to be several of us you know that was going to come it was going to be kenneth and randall key and me and another bug gear too so he was going to allow us to have a machine over here to really help right. us to do whatever i mean these guys down here is pretty hard to beat they're just they're top notch they're, they're good people they have um we have a lot of friends at home who are friends with the people here mm -hmm. and i've gotten to know wes rookard who yeah. who helps them out a lot and wes is uh you know and 
for you guys that are going to see this on YouTube, this, this place is a mud hole today. And Wes was good enough to go get us some rock and spread out here in right. front of the vendor trailer. Uh, so, you know, everybody here is, is, is pretty good about trying to take care of people. Yeah, Wes, is, a, is he's the one that does it all around here, whether it be yeah. recovering people. I mean, shoot, he's, he's by his phone all the time. I mean, he's coming out getting calls at 11, 12 o'clock at night, coming out and saving people off the trails and stuff. So. So what, uh, what, uh, like I said, are are, what are your plans this year coming up for the uh, racing stuff? So, I mean, I was lucky enough. Well, most people know I was lucky enough last year. I ended up uh, getting Paul Wolf's uh, Paul Wolf's Can Am uh, on a raffle. Yeah, you won that on a raffle, dude. Yeah, and uh, so that we focused on that car a lot last year, and uh, just didn't have any spare parts for the Can Ams, and ran into you know everything I have for razors, and so. I had an opportunity to trade that to a big car, and uh, we were lucky enough to get into that big car. Um, it just—I've just never really drove it enough to be that comfortable in it. So. Well, I want to ask the question. Everybody says the big cars are cheaper to work on than the razors. I think that they don't break as much. So you know, the problem with the razors is like you break one tie rod or one heim on a tie rod, in and then before you know it, you've you've tore an axle up or you've tore an A arm out and an axle up and everything else. It seems like it steamrolls, like the the. I don't know, just the the damage really steamrolls when you uh, have any small break. It just it's always breaking something else. And right. I don't know. I haven't really broke a whole lot with the big car other than the Hawk Bride <laughs> crash that you know. That was, was gnarly. So that's they, a they, pretty good. Yeah. They tell me it, it helps to use the suspension of the buggies well, when you land. Um, but um, if you just use the front end, it's it's damaging yeah. to you and the car. I, I could imagine that looked rough. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you look back on the footage, and you can find that on just about any social media platform. It seemed like the car goes up and backflips and lands right on the the top, I guess, bulkhead. Right on the nose. On the nose of the car. Yeah. And it just, man, it hurt watching that. I, I was there live and saw that with my own eyes, and I cringed. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, say you, I'd yeah. say you did. But if you watch the end car, I was trying to fire the thing back up. But as soon as I got back on the tires, I was trying to fire it, and it wouldn't. It wouldn't. The throttle body, when it came down, it hit the uh, the throttle body, the nose of the the actual what protects the engine, came down and made a little dent in the top of the throttle body on that thing, right off the LSA supercharger, and it uh, it wouldn't fire for anything. Yeah. It would like start and die, start and die, start and die. So, Probably a good thing because I know yeah. I know you and you would have been right back in the throttle um, and, and on the hill. Well, I don't know that it would have been possible with the <laughs> shock shaft in pieces and the you know coil carrier kind of in, bent. But um, yeah, we'd have probably found out pretty quick like it wasn't going to be a good idea. But uh, but it would have been cool to fire it up and at least drive it away. Yeah. So yeah, drive anytime you can uh, drive out on your own power. It's 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 at least not a horrible horrible day i mean it loaded with all four tires on it and it actually did we had to winch it and thank god i've got some nice friends like cozine and wade and you know there was a pile of us over there trying to get it into the trailer uh because it had to be basically hand pushed into the trailer because it wouldn't fire and run but it did roll into the trailer and so what that, that yeah, I was that's always we, a plus we went we had a car behind it winched like a snatch block yeah i was trying to think it was it was an ordeal to get loaded i was like man yeah. This may not be a good idea to have a big car. I tell you what's always a good idea is to have a winch inside of your trailer to pull Man, whatever you have in there. Well, Dan's got this Jeep now, and we have talked about this. Oh, yeah. A couple times about how to 
get it back in there mm-hmm. without without assistance you know how could if we have to how do we get it in there and He's talked about putting a winch in the in the floor of that trailer, and I think that's probably a pretty good idea. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Um, I had winches in some of my other trailers that I had, uh, but I wasn't really damaging cars like I have here lately, and now the trailer I have doesn't have a winch. So, but it's about how it's kind of how it goes. Yeah, and like that's not the initial thought when you're going to a race either. It's not like no. I'm going to just see what I can bash and tear up. <laughs> But it's always good to have a, a plan B. That's never the plan in this stuff. But man, it's it's some of these hills and stuff we go to is so, so wild. It just comes. It's easy. almost expected. Right. It comes easy to me, Dan. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> I'm trying to learn. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> this sounds expensive. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I mean, that's when you need the uh, the button over there that says it's got the Tiger King on. It's like I'll never find anywhere <laughs> recover from, from this. this. Well, that's that's one of the things that's been that's been a little bit okay with not racing. I've, I mean, I've been watching the live you, video every you can't week. Fuck, you can't break nothing if you ain't running. Well, I mean, I'm still at home doing stuff, so I can still break something. It just won't be a race car to have to fix. So, well, part of it's it. easier to justify fixing a, a skid steer. Oh yeah, it or, makes money. Or, yeah, something like that. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. That's no question. Yeah. We uh we we went and dropped off some uh, parts and pieces to build uh, uh, Dan's new. Uh, bounty buggy yeah this morning and i i dread it already we're not we're not even oh, it begins buddy yeah it begins hey guys have you ever wondered how we're able to keep our machines looking so good in between every race especially with all the abuse dan puts them through that's because we use maxima sc1 on all of our machines to help them get that brand new shine and hide all the scratches before every run not only do we use Maxima SC1 that make our machines look their best, we also run Maxima Racing Oil's fully synthetic engine oil to help our machines perform at their best as well. We also run Maxima side-by-side trans in our transmission and Maxima side-by-side drive in our front differentials with zero failures. Guys, Maxima Racing Oil is the official oil of Team Rock Life Racing and the exclusive oil of Rock Life Off-Road. So the plan is, and I'll, I'll talk to Gilbert a little bit, we're doing that. Um, last year we had the UTV show downtown in Monticello. Mm-hmm. We're going to do that again this year. That uh, was really cool, too. I, I, well, I talked to them. So last year they had us off in that little hole. Mm-hmm. This year I told them the only way I'd do it is if we were like in the square downtown on the streets. And um, so the plan is we're hoping to have that deal done and unveil it there. Oh, okay, really? Yeah, that's the That'll be plan. the unveil for the new buggy. That's the plan. Okay, Gilbert when, Hollingsworth, are you listening to me <laughs> as I speak? Date? When's that date? Already giving you a deadline. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't even got you all the parts and putting you on the clock. Well, I mean, you could go ahead and start the chassis right now, really. He, uh, the, I've got everything. We just got to get it to him. We, we took him the... The bulkhead? The bulkhead and some yeah. uh, parts and pieces this morning. Nice. And so they're anxious to get started on it. So we're we're at Wildcat. Uh, what do you did you want to talk about the, oh, the what what car? are we doing with the big with the big car? Oh, we'll go back and start over. Yeah, well, yeah, the big car is um, it's probably gonna get uh, a rear end stuck in it. Um, I had a guy come look at it. It's for sale, I guess. I haven't really officially posted it for sale, but I got some business opportunities I need to do, and uh, I need a larger excavator and a couple other things. So probably going to sell it um and try to do some work this summer and uh try and maybe reinvest back get back into the big cars later on but 
Like a it's, few- it's a big... Uh, the big cars are a big big cost. Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing is is that I just haven't felt comfortable where I've been so spoiled now with the small car and being able to see everything and being in the center, center seat. And uh, when you go back to a left-hand drive car, especially a big car that's so wide, if anybody out there has ever watched me before, I really like to you know just rub on all the trees and make sure they're really nice and i had the same issue in place you know i have a tendency to be magnetized to the wildlife or the trees whatever you want to call it but so when you get into a bigger car there's a lot smaller tolerances and i just haven't really gotten comfortable in it so i think it's easier to go ahead and turn it loose now before i keep driving it and then don't want to get rid of it and having one we talked about this this morning when we went over to to gilbert and gilbert was talking about you know having a buggy built to you Mm -hmm. to where you're comfortable and not getting in something somebody else had built for them is a big big deal and so you know you've never had a razor chassis built for you Dan. yeah this is going to be the first one that is built and fitted you know to him well and such a lot of it's so good is that he's been in so many other at this point so he well, can he, learn he knows his likes he learned. yeah That's he right. knows his likes right. and dislikes yeah. now yeah. and so maybe we can get it a whole lot closer to, to to what he likes yeah when i started i mean i got i got the opportunity to get by that car that gilbert had built your car and your your original razor chassis yep my mm-hmm. razor travis skelton's first razor Tri- jason cruz's Cruises, razor yep. and gilbert's uh, the mini outlaw were all built at the same time. Yep. Right. They were all identical. Yeah. Tanner, Tanner Myers has had, yep. had, had him build mine and, yep. uh, Tanner was going to build a house and he was like, that's ah, just really expensive. When I, house. when I started going over to Gilbert's to have, uh, my buggy made yours was in there done. It, it was sitting in the corner. Uh, they were building Jason's and Gilbert's at the same time yours was still in there and then they broke travis's out uh, of course travis just got basically travis finished his out mm. uh, so he got the yeah. main chassis though from from gilbert but it's based on the same deal and then mine come right after that and we built them all identical so if you broke a drive shaft Mm, lengthways well as you yeah, meant yeah like yeah yeah, yeah. Right. all the mechanicals of it were all the same so if if you broke something, we could all carry one spare mm. prop shaft, right. and we well, could share it if need be. Yeah, because on yours, yours very much looked different from yeah. Our the three. Uh, upper was completely yes. different, yes. but the the the, the main the structure of it was all identical. Mm, very nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, I knew that all of uh, Travis's, Jason's, mine. I knew all of those looked pretty much identical. Yeah, I told him when I had mine built in nineteen. I said I I want it to be. I gave him zero direction. Nice. Okay. I said, build me something that'll last. And we we run it hard for three, four years. I said, build me something that'll last. I don't want it to look like everything else, but we want to make sure everything is the, the, the main part of it's all the same so we can. It reminded me some of my car that 859 built me because it had a lot of bracing in it. You know, yep. their their idea is. Well, he asked me when I built it. He said, do you want something that will go fast mm-hmm. or do you want something you can abuse and keep for four or five years? Yeah, and, and that's exactly. Like, well, I would rather have the longevity of it because I don't know how many of these I can build. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I had kind of, they thought with me. You know, I think Gilbert's idea and Clayton's both is build a light car. Yeah. You know, that's, that's how you go fast. Well, they, some of them old buggies were, um, you know, 063. Yeah. 
They didn't exhaust pop. Yeah, I mean, God, they were light and quick. Man, they bounce right over about anything. Yeah. Geez, it's just crazy when you take that that power that they had in some of those early buggies, and they were so light. We'll do some of those things. They were. If you'd have took, uh, like the the, I don't know who actually started with it. The Jimmy Neutron buggy that. uh, Jimmy Elam had. Yes. Right. Yeah. If that buggy would have took the hit you hit at oh. Disney, oh man, I feel like it would have crumbled. The top. You would have been a pancake. Yeah, yeah. Because that buggy is lot. Yeah, and I mean, it had a lot of '63 in it. So when I started in '18 and uh, was running, at the very end, I guess it was the very beginning of '19 is when it, when it was at Dirty Turtle. I came out on the cup and had the fast time on hill one at Dirty Turtle, and then hit a rock on and flip straight over on hill two and it i jacked the whole front end of mine up it right after the front a arms it just twisted the whole car yeah. and so like it i mean i didn't feel like i hit a, a anything really substantial but man it really took a lick and so i shoot man the guys at 859 they bent that car back and i bent it back once with shane whitaker a buddy of mine and then we bent it back again i mean that chassis was put through the ringer a couple of times and been straightened and it uh it lives now though it raced at Wild at, at uh, Windrock the other day. Justin Hooper, uh, Hooper, I think had it, and it's really? the all the 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 car that's got all the crazy mirrored colors on it right okay. now. Yeah. Oh, he, I seen that. that. Yeah. I thought that was um, uh, I thought that was the out the Gilberts. Mm-mm, that's mine. Okay. okay, so that car finished third, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he podium. Okay. Yeah, yeah I was cool. thinking that was Gilbert's Outlaw buggy because I seen it and I was like, that's a that's a Gilbert chassis. Yeah. I didn't realize that was yours, though. Yeah, it needed a little work when he came got it from me. Which, it, it was, I mean, you know. But it's crazy the abuse those things will take. Like, Listen, we were over here talking earlier. And I didn't mean to cut you off. But over, we were over here talking earlier about D.C. Thompson's got four or five buggies <laughs> over here. And every one of them son of a bitches is 10, 12 inches out of square. And he keeps selling them. And I said, I wish somebody would come buy mine. <laughs> well, I mean, if you post it, somebody will probably buy it. These things cost so much anymore to build. I wouldn't put I that mean, on nobody. Well, well, everybody wants to race, so everybody's yeah. got something they would love to buy it and chop it, and they can they could be able to afford to do it. It's same yeah. cost. This is expensive, you know. You just took it those is. to Gilbert. It is for right. him to build you a new one. I mean, it it's is. it's costly to have to buy a razor and then turn around and try to put it in a chassis too. It is. Well, in DC's mindset is, is a lot like mine as well. It's like okay, we've already got all the hard parts we need. I'm going to sell this chassis because like some of his chassis he sold have been hydro buggies, mm-hmm. so he's wanting just enough for them to replace the hydro kits to build a new buggy well and people are jumping on them and, and yeah his, i guess his mindset is will bell's got one for sale right now right. but pretty reasonable it, same it deal yeah so it's like basically you're just buying the bulkhead yeah that's been used so tear it all apart and build your own car straighten but, it out but, or but whatever some of these guys are like no nah, man it's close enough let me throw it together and run it well and i think that's what part of what we just went over too like you know you don't until you built one you don't learn all the things that you would change right. you know just think of how much better every one of them can probably get i mean i remember dc telling uh telling will like you know when they when will built his first this year or last year whenever he built his new chassis that was really tight and narrow on the front and it easily twists like that and dc's learned a lot of that stuff he's twisted a couple of his and he's went back and right. rebuilt them i mean all that kind of stuff i remember dc and um was it dc and paul at uh mine made yep doing the knockout oh yes when when he bent that first one and dc beat paul but dc couldn't continue because they hit in the air and it messed his car up pretty bad i don't know that's got to be maybe black dog picture 
I don't maybe. know. If, I don't know. Maybe D Pat. I don't know if D Pat made it to that race. But there's an epic photo finish, and it's like they're tangled up coming mm -hmm. across yeah. the finish line. That that is probably the essence of knockout racing. At its I final. miss that style. Like, so the knockout racing they had at Disney. I've seen some videos of it. Now, I'm not. That's not a good. Right. That's not where you want to bump into each no, other and flip a car at Disney. No. That, that I, rock. I liked it when uh, the the mine made up four wide. Oh yeah. So they we raced two races, two knockout races at Mine Made. So they were in different locations, but it was still kind of the same concept. But I just remember, man, it was like a football field length, like hundred yards wide, and it seemed like that hill was like 500 yards long i mean it was steep and long and had different steps to it and it's like you're doing good just to climb the hill and yeah. then it's like all right well we're gonna do four at a time because we're ready to go well and you know the 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 race that we were talking about that paul and dc hit together the plan was to be that four wide too right. but they ran out of time and they just went ahead and made it too wide yeah they started out at the bottom trying to make it four wide i think and uh i think they just ran out of time they didn't have enough material to, right. to make it that far wide I was i was thinking they run four wide but when it got down to them or something mm -mm. i was thinking they they run it four wide and then but by the time you got to the top it kept narrowing down. Mm -mm. No, that one because I raced that one. That was the first. Is that race what I'm thinking there. about? Because yeah. yeah, that was the first one when they did it four wide. Yeah, the second one I thought was two wide. Yep. Or two two at a time. The second time I raced. Yeah, because I, I, I lost that. I lost that first race because uh, we just put a bunch of uh, upgrades on my motor and uh, DC forgot to tell me I needed a 30 amp fuse in my fuel pump. And so as soon as I took off, I was like racing Paul or somebody, and it just bleh. As I watched him drive away. You can't, listen, you cannot rely on D.C. Thompson for accurate information. <laughs> I mean. Information at all. Don't get me started on D.C. right now. So. I, listen, I've, I love I've, the boy. When I first got into racing, I had no idea who anybody was. I was just here. Same. And I was at Rush. And, uh dc come by and i think he was driving do you remember that big long buggy that jonathan shepherd built uh real narrow had the had the almost like a big hood scoop right. looking deal yeah. on it yeah with the dimple dies on the yeah, side of the hood. yeah yeah dc was driving that up to the vendor area to get him a piece of pizza or something i don't know and some dude was like you can't trust that guy <laughs> i was like who are you talking about he's like that's dc i'm like why not and now, like, and for the longest time, I was like, oh, don't go around D.C. He's he's shady. Nah. But that dude, he'd give you the shirt off his back. Yes. Yeah. D.C. He's has helped me in so many predicaments. I mean, if even well, like with your buggy at, at Bikini Bottoms, we had a little bit of fuel cell issue. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I was like, man, I'm trying to figure out what to do. And he's like, fuck it, go ahead and get that thing out of out. Well, I mean, you can't fix it with it in there, Dan. I was like, well, I got to get all the fuel out of it. And he, he's over here with a cigarette, like, no, fuck it, just pull it out of there. <laughs> but, but him and I went to town, and, dude, he took he took the reins on that one. And he yeah. he took all kind of, I don't know what the bill was at Napa parts. <laughs> but I felt like they took advantage of me that day. But, man, he, he used about every kind of epoxy they had. <laughs> 
and fiberglass and JB Weld, anything he could think of, dumped it on there. It got you and, through the weekend. And it got me through the weekend, and I wouldn't have been ashamed to run the fuel cell of the rest of this whole next year. No, he, 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 dude, you can't breathe. He whittled him. it up. But, yeah. and, and, too, like, just as far as, like, street smarts on, on stuff like that, like, it's like, man, I'm, I don't know, I've got a code going on. He's like, what's the code? And it's like, you tell him the code, and then he's like, oh, that's a O2 sensor. You know, I mean, he's a whiz when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, experience, man. Experience yeah. goes a long way. Yeah, he, he's a good guy. Well, I think he basically works on these things a lot for his income anyway, so. Yeah, he does do a lot of side work. And, like, him and I both have, like, wiring gremlins. And him, him and I, he was the first one I know that could ever get his hands on like the wiring diagram from like an 18 turbo and like, yeah i've got his wiring and, diagram right and, now and i think everybody that races today has dc's wiring diagram that he shared throughout the year i got the one he blew up and it's all laminated yeah it's like two foot by three foot <laughs> I, i'm not giving it back to him yeah. he's he's been penalized for his <laughs> his aggressive be, his, his, his keeping my parts <laughs> yeah, overnight you, yeah you let him borrow some parts yeah and he, and he refused to give them back the next day he didn't refuse to give them back he just promised me he was going to be back that night that's how it went down and i said i'm gonna let you take them if you bring them back i'm gonna come back tonight and then he when he gets back at eight o'clock in the morning after the driver's meeting my arm's laying over there beside my tent wait i mean he brought it back yeah Yeah, but it was all together when i got there and i wasn't even racing on friday so i mean the car was actually together and you know then it wasn't and then it's ready to go driver's meeting starting and cars not together so whatever it is what it is he's he, he's a good cat can't beat him if you need him he'll probably more than likely he'll be there and he may not be there on time he'll be there he probably won't be at the driver's meeting well he was leaving memphis at four, four this morning this morning and i don't think nobody's seen him since i think zach said though he was going to be here in the morning supposedly yeah he must have took a detour he's i think he was putting a motor in his car oh, okay Oh, that is right. Yeah, he blew his motor up at uh, uh, Disney. Yeah, Disney up on that bounty hill. Hey, I didn't know that. Yeah, he grenaded. I'm, I'm still, I'm still shocked that you have a wiring diagram that DC blew up and laminated. Where, like, could you imagine seeing DC at Kinko's at like three o'clock in the morning? I'm pretty sure that's exactly like what happened. I don't know about three in the morning, but he was describing to me what it was. DC can't work none of that shit. So yeah, somebody else did that. It's like, hey, I need this blown up two foot by three foot. Dude, it's huge. You can literally, I'm as even as bad as I can see, I can literally trace the wires. So it's exactly my size of what I needed. So. That's great. Well, he's supposed to be here tomorrow, from what I understand. He he'll he'll be a threat tomorrow. So um, he's always a threat. He's always a threat. He, he's 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 uh he's evolved. I think in the last couple of years, he's he's doing a lot better. Well, he's oh, yeah. gotten really uh, comfortable in the cars yeah, too. And that's yeah, the yeah, that's yeah. the key thing. And he's run the same car now for is this a second or third season on second, that second yeah. season, which is not normal for him. Yeah. So. Yeah, I remember when we were at uh, Dirt Nasty. And uh, we raced like Hilltop Madness, and literally we were like, "Where's DC?" He finished third, I think, and you know he was gone for a minute. Well, it turns out he was going down the road to get a adjustable wrench and a pair of ice grips or something. And we were like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I got to take my whole car apart. I just sold my chassis." We're like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm going back over here to the trailer to get my car apart. I'm dismantling the thing, and the guy's taking the chassis right now." I was like, "Okay." I. I believe that. Yeah. yeah. That's that's him, buddy. 
All right, guys. Hope everybody enjoyed Wyatt Wilson. Uh, that's going to be part one of two. Uh, we rambled on forever, so we're going to break that into two pieces. Uh, so be on the lookout for part two of that interview coming up next week. So we'll get right into the rundown this week. We were at Wildcat Off-Road Park in East Bernstadt, Kentucky for the National Rock Racing Association race number three of the 2023 season. We'll start with the UTV Youth Class, and Ramsey Trainer was your winner in that class with Brantley Havens in second and Gallon Wheels in third. Our overall points for the year in the UTV Youth Class is Brantley Havens in the lead with 261, Dallas Heckley in second with 259, and Ava Garner with 258. Uh, Vin Class, Charles Caris took the win, Don Curtis in second, and Dan Carter in third place this weekend. Uh, overall yearly points, Charles has got a good lead with 262 points, Justin Hoback with 195, and Don Curtis with 189. Uh, UTV Stock Class, the Rock Life Off-Road UTV Stock Class presented by Supergrip ATV saw Paul Wolf take the win with Justin Mitchell in second and Dylan Dowler in third place. Overall for the year, Jay Stortz is your points leader with 266, Brandon Davis is 236, Justin Hoback is 229, and Braden Upchurch rounds out your top four with 226 points. Our UTV Unlimited class, Cooper Bentley took the win with Clay Kaysen in second and Robert Trainer took third for the year. That's Clay on Clay in first place with 274 points, Brandon Davis in second with 236, and Nathan King in, two, in third with 228 points. Our UTV Bounty class saw the return of Wyatt Wilson to the hills. He got 100 points and took the win in the bounty class with Cooper Bentley in second and John Kropinski in third. Overall for the year is Casey Howell in the lead with 202 points, Tyler Bradley in second with 181, Madison King rounding out the top three with 148 points. The bouncer class saw Wade Goode on top again with Brandon Davis in second and Josh Parrish driving for Randall Key in The Undertaker took third place. For the year, we have Brandon Davis in the lead with 264, Wade Gude in second with 260, and Daniel Heckley in third with 242. Uh, guys, it was a great weekend at Wildcat. We'll uh, come back with that second part of that Wyatt Wilson interview next week, uh, and we'll uh, try to give you the best we can on on uh, the rundown on whatever. I think the Outlaw is running next weekend. So we'll give you a uh, – or no, we've got the AOP race next weekend. So we'll try and get some results from that and get everybody informed on how that goes. Uh, guys, be on the lookout. Wyatt Wilson, part two, coming next week. This episode is brought to you by Rock Life Off-Road. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.